Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, news roundup, information overload, hour 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to your calls here in just a few minutes. Um, it got very, very interesting. Remember Donald Trump said, yeah, they spied on me. The media went nuts. The media, oh, mocking Trump, dismissing Trump. Uh, now we get this, these, these couple of paragraphs in the filing by John Durham as he looks into the origins of the Russian investigation. And by the way, the word infiltrate, Never appeared in Durham's new new statement, report, or information he's providing to the court. Uh, this related to the the Sussman indictment for lying to the FBI. Um, infiltrates not in there, spies not in there, but the word data mining is in there. Now they don't mention the particular person involved in the in the data mining. It's it's pretty interesting though that I think tech executive one I think is how the person's identified. Uh, Paul Sperry did a deep dive into this for Real Clear Politics, Real Clear Investigations, and he joins us now to discuss uh, what he found. Um, well, first of all, let me ask you, how did you figure out in the filing of Durham that tech executive one happened to be the guy you did this profile on? Well, Rodney Joffe uh, was identified uh, months ago. And uh, we were one of the first to out him as Tech Executive One. And this uh, little background quickly, uh, he, he was a Beltway Tech Executive hoped to score a top job in what everyone assumed would be the Hillary Clinton administration. Ends up being a key player in the Russiagate scandal, mining dirt for Hillary's campaign in 2016 and even into 2017. But uh, in and now, now you, you, you talk about he has this checkered past but yet he was able to get the highest security clearance available comey even at one point i gave him some kind of an award you write about in this piece um how how if somebody has you can explain the checkered past and then explain how how does he get a security clearance with that background yeah right so in our investigative report real clear we we track joffy's career going back to the 80s uh even though joffy's portrayed as a, a computer scientist an expert uh, someone, you know, supposedly beyond reproach. He actually got his start as a direct mail scam artist. Uh, before he did the dirty tricks for Hillary, Joffe had a history of doing shady deals for quick cash. One involved a fake grandfather clock, and another we found involved an online lottery scheme. Uh, by the way, the fake clock you wrote that you had to put together yourself, that's not good. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> I was, la I was chuckling at that little detail, but go ahead. First time you've been scammed. So he, he's been <laughs> so he's been involved in at least two consumer fraud cases, this Rodney Joffe. Uh, by the way, he, he's a, this guy's a real operator. He kind of reminds me of Christopher Steele, but anyway. Uh, so he's been involved in at least uh, two consumer fraud cases that we could find, which raises questions how he managed to pass an FBI background check and go on to obtain highly classified cybersecurity contracts with the federal government and snoop around in the internet traffic of the executive office of the president. So the question is, were those red flags ignored at the FBI and why? And one reason may be 
Jaffe holds a number of contracts with the FBI and DOJ, including monitoring their computer systems. And he was one of the first civilians to receive the FBI Director's Award from Comey for organizing this particular, I call it Mariposa Butterfly Botnet Group and Takedown. What was that about? Yeah, so he he has been actually an FBI informant, once again, paralleling with Christopher Steele's career, an FBI informant for the past 15 years. And we, we dug up a photograph of him standing with uh, six foot seven uh, uh, James Comey. And also we found a photo of him with uh, President Obama, who, who we advised. Uh, but the, the bigger picture here is Durham is uncovering more than Hillary-related crimes. He's finding that the Justice Department and the Pentagon, who also had contracts with Jaffe, uh, and even the White House, are tangled up with one of Hillary's operatives, who happens to be a major federal contractor with top-secret clearance. So there may be a contract broad element to this scandal, uh, and that makes uh, Rodney right, Jaffe... But let me ask you this. What is taking Durham so long? I mean, there was so much low-hanging fruit laid out and handed to him vis-a-vis, you know, Horowitz and the Inspector General's report and and even referrals along with it for FBI top officials that had lied. Um, and and yet nothing ever seems to happen. Now, there are, there are some crumbs here, and Durham, in response to Sussman's refiling, uh, said, I can't help but if people misinterpret what I'm saying here. He didn't say the word infiltrate. That was pointed out. That was, I think it was Cash Patel who said that, and it got repeated. Okay, so, but when you talk about, but he does use the term data mining. That term he does use. Now, data mining, and it's we talk about very specific instances of data mining, all surrounding Donald Trump and, and all things Donald Trump, including where he lives, including Trump Tower, including the executive office building. Now, data right. mining doesn't mean you break into a server. My understanding, and I'm not the biggest tech guy, so you can help me out. My understanding is that there's ways that you can find out where the traffic from a particular building is going to and then make inferences based on that. Is that a good analysis? Yes. It, it, he, uh, Durham, in that latest filing, he's very clear that Joffe was digging up derogatory, the purpose of him doing this monitoring on this Internet traffic. Uh, for when you say monitoring, it's data mining. Is it is it fair if you're data mining somebody a third party's information? Isn't that is that spying? Because to me, where I grew up, I would interpret that as a, a, a form of it. No. Well, he said he said he what he was digging up derogatory. The term was derogatory information targeting Trump. So that was his purpose. So. But if you don't have permission, I'm trying to I'm trying to really hone in on this because I really want to understand it. When somebody says they're data mining and let's say somebody's data mining your computer information and you you don't know that they're doing it. Is that legal? If you don't have a warrant? Well, this is this is this is the law. So Joffe and his federal contractors were supposed to be using the protected Internet data they had access to to monitor security hacking threats. That was the contract. But they were using it for political purposes. If they found security threats, they didn't report it to the authorities. They took it to Hillary's people, including Sussman. And they knew it was untrue, according to their emails that Durham uh, uncovered. So they used their contractual relationship 
to cherry pick and provide sensitive non-public information to the Clinton camp. So the question is, is that a violation of federal statutes against contract fraud? So some of my justice and FBI sources believe that Durham is pursuing such a case, including mail and wire fraud. But the key is whether Joffe's firms build the government for the dirt digging they did on Trump. In, that In other case, words, did the government, did, maybe is the government paying for all of this? Now, let, right. let's go to Sussman. Sussman was, as I understand it, an attorney. The charge against him by Durham is lying to the FBI. Um, and he went to the FBI with the information that this guy Jaffe had put together. And they were trying to link Trump to all things Alpha Bank or Russian Bank. And so is, is, is Durham saying that that Sussman, in fact, um, did this? And knowing that maybe it's not true, knowing that it was, quote, data mined, however you want to define that? Yeah, in the first indictment, he, he lays that out pretty well, that they, they all knew it was bogus. I mean, they, they were they were trying to um, formulate a conspiracy that uh, there was a secret hotline between Trump and the Kremlin. And they all knew it was bogus. That's, all, that's, that's manifest in all their emails going back and forth. Uh, but what he was specifically charged with was, was lying about uh, billing the, the, the Clinton campaign. Uh, and that's what he got hooked him up on. But this is much broader than that. Because he was uh, one thing that Durham did say is that he they apparently regularly billed the Clinton campaign. And he correct me if I'm wrong, was working for Perkins Coie, is that which hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele. Is that all correct? That's right. That's they they set it up. So that the law firm would be the conduit for all the cash. And um, they thought it would protect Hillary and her her campaign officials. But uh, uh, Durham has already cited at least three of them. And uh, there's no doubt that uh, the Hillary campaign is now the, the central focus of at least this part of the of the Spygate scandal, scandal. The sources tell us that Durham is building a conspiracy case, so we shall see. But we know... Um, what we do know is his investigation keeps widening, and he just brought aboard another prosecutor who has trial experience prosecuting money laundering and fraud cases, which is very interesting. All right, quick break. More with Real Clear Investigations uh, reporter, investigative reporter Paul Sperry on the other side. Then we'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the show. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about uh, an easy way that you can make your home look better than ever. And that's getting new custom window treatments from our friends at Blinds.com. No store beats their prices, and it's even more affordable during their President's Day sale. We can get up to 40% off everything site-wide. Now, window treatments, a minor home improvement, has a major impact. It can transform some or every room in your house. And Blinds.com, they make the process simple, 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 easy, more affordable than ever during the President's Day sale. And you can shop now, get huge discounts, up to 40% off, premium blinds, shade shutters, and so much more. Doesn't matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer or you let them handle the install. Blinds.com, they all always offer free professional design consultations. They're always there to help. And with Blinds.com, there are never, ever any misleading quotes, no hidden fees. They are by far the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. They have over 40,000 five-star reviews. That's how good they are. Anyway, just go to Blinds.com right now. Save up to an additional 40% off site-wide. You can also pay over time with PayPal credit at Blinds.com. And PayPal credit is subject, of course, to credit approval. 
Blinds.com. Tell them your friend Sean Hannity sent you. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coast to coast, border to border, Sean Hannity is on the radio right now. Continue with Paul Sperry, Real Clear Investigations, as he looks deeper into these new developments as it relates to the Durham investigation and the Durham probe into the origins of the Trump-Russia lie. Where do you think this ends up? I mean, if, if, if again, if the Clinton campaign is paying the money and funneling it through Perkins Coie, and Perkins Coie is funneling it through Fusion GPS that hires Christopher Steele, then you got you do have an instance, I believe, of illegitimate uh, use of information. We know that, for example, the FISA applications all relied. Andrew McCabe acknowledged it. If we didn't have the dirty dossier, Russian misinformation dossier that Hillary ultimately pays for, you know, going through these different channels and they wouldn't have had the FISA applications. And Carter Page being associated with the Trump campaign, my understanding is that gave a backdoor into all of Carter Page's uh, contacts, which would have given a backdoor contact into the Trump campaign transition team and presidency. Is that correct? Yeah, so what they vacuumed up uh, for Carter Page, all his electronic um, uh, communications, would be everything in the past as well as what he was currently uh, communicating through text, emails, DMs, everything. Uh, so, yeah, so in effect, they were spying uh, on Trump campaign officials, not just uh, Carter Page and potentially Trump himself. But even and but they still applied for the FISA application, the warrant to do this by using and it says it, using an unverifiable dossier. And it says at the top of a FISA application verified, does it not? Based on a fraudulent document that was 
manufactured by the Hillary campaign. There's and commissioned, underwritten. Um, and another thing, you're talking about the, the money trail, which is key here for, for Durham. Uh, money laundering. Uh, he's following the money. The money is the key. The billing records. Uh, also, did money go through these contractors at Georgia Tech through the Pentagon? Uh, to finance this project, so that's that's another avenue that uh, I'm told that Durham is looking into. And I don't think the statute of limitations is a problem here. If he's working conspiracy charge, um, he would not be limited by the statute of limitations, the five-year federal statute, because the criminal conspiracy conspiracies are ongoing. Um, the statute of limitations uh, is told. So, in layman's terms, the, the statute of limitations restarts every year. Uh, also, the RICO statute of limitations, if he goes to that, is 10 years, and that is restarting every day as well. Do you believe that Durham has the goods on all of this? Uh, are you convinced, are your contacts, are your you know, sources telling you that Durham has this story down pat or believes he does and that he's gonna, he, he will blow this thing out of the water one day? Well, if you look at a, a filing he did, a, a, a few weeks back uh, where he had to inform Sussman's legal team of uh, the discovery, what he has and what he's going to provide. Man, he has just, I mean, tens and tens of thousands of documents he's already gotten, um, you know, probably a hundred witnesses, many of whom have already gone before his grand juries. And I'm talking about the Danchenko case, too, so shouldn't forget about that. That's a separate grand jury in Virginia, in addition to the D.C. grand jury that he's impaneled. And so you've got all these people going through um, FBI interviews. He's got the 302s, and then they're also going through the grand during hearing before the grand jury in both these cases. So this is a huge case. He's already generated tens of thousands of documents. I think he's got a lot of smoking guns in there. Do you think uh, that any chance any of this gets back to Hillary Clinton? Well, yeah, it's, it's, she's definitely implicated. Whether or not she's untouchable, like she was with the email scandal, which she was, as it turns out, they didn't even really uh, in, interrogate her. And yeah, I, I, I doubt if you or I use bleach bit hammers and remove SIM cards <laughs> that you, we'd get away with it. Um, yeah, that, listen, that investigation was a complete whitewash, and a number of veteran FBI agents uh, have told me that on the record. I've reported that to the New York Post. That that was a complete joke. That investigation they did on her. All right, Paul Sperry, Real Clear Investigations, uh, Real Clear clear Politics. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll follow the story. Uh, It gets frustrating. It really does. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get to your calls coming up next. I-25 now to the top of the hour. Where do you see this video? I want to play this again. It's five minutes, but it's Donald Trump pretty much just pounding NATO and especially Germany and on, on a number of issues. Number one, why is it that per capita P- GDP, we're paying such a larger percentage of NATO's bill? It's supposed to be a defense alliance against Russia. And then he keeps going back to, OK, uh, look at Germany, for example, as it relates to their much lower GDP. They, they're paying a buck something compared to our four dollars and whatever, you know, whatever percentage of our GDP that we're paying. He goes and we're protecting them from Russia And then they're going and doing one business deal after another and making Russia and Putin rich again. He beat the hell out of them. And it's so relevant to why we're in the situation that we are in today. 
And it's the difference between having a real American president advocating for American first policies versus this this guy withering on a vine, probably not even knowing that today is Tuesday or what month it is. You know, just gets out there very, very tired. Uh, this is the beginning of, uh, uh, I think, an invasion of uh, Ukraine and setting up to take more territory. And this is the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'm like, it's it is it is so beyond humiliating. And then to watch the pathetic response of our NATO allies, they're they're impotent. You know, they're just, well, we're going to send there's an article. Oh, we're going to send, uh, I think, 100 uh, 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 airplanes over for what? We're going to put a higher state of preparedness for 8,500 troops in America. For what? We're sending 3,000 troops to to Europe. For what? We're not going to do a thing. Joe's not going to lift a finger. I'm not saying we should either. The way to counter Putin is to defeat him financially. How do you defeat Putin financially? You outproduce energy in this battle over energy Joe Biden has artificially reduced the world supply with his ridiculous, you know, adherence to the cult of climate change religion that guides his entire socialist party. And we've now dramatically reduced the world supply of energy. And this has now dramatically increased the price of energy, the lifeblood of the world's economy. And we're all feeling the impact of it. And that's where 40 percent. You know, a 40 year high of inflation is that number comes from in large part because everything we buy at every store is costing more, costing more to fill up your tank, costing more to heat and cool your home. Everything is caused by this artificially low supply of energy. And Joe's answer up here to four has been to just beg our friends at OPEC. They're not our friends and beg Russia and import oil from Russia, of all places, when we have far more natural resources than they do. And if we were really smart, it would be good for our national security and it would be good for economic security in this country to be energy independent again. Like when Joe first became president, he was handed energy independence. America was a net exporter of energy. If we were still a net exporter of energy, guess what? Putin would not have the freedom or money that he has now to be pursuing these territorial ambitions we could be supplying our western european allies with their energy needs instead joe's policies have literally pushed nato right into the arms and our allies western european allies right into the arms of vladimir putin the hostile actor that he is and now with impunity he probably will take the entire country because he doesn't recognize ukraine as a sovereign country and there's not a thing that joe is ever going to do that is going to stop Vladimir Putin's ambitions. Nothing. Here's Trump, though. Listen to Trump. This is from 2018. This is Donald Trump. NATO beating the crap out of him. Mike Pompeo sitting right next to him. Well, I have to say, I think uh, it's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. 
So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, ultimately, Germany will have almost 70 percent of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, I've been complaining about this from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia because they were getting from 60 to 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO. And I don't think it should have happened. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. On top of that, Germany is just paying a little bit over 1 percent, whereas the United States in actual numbers is paying 4.2 percent of a much larger GDP. So I think that's inappropriate also. You know, we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting everybody. And yet we're paying a lot of money to protect. Now, this has been going on for decades. This has been brought up by other presidents, but other presidents never did anything about it because I don't think they understood it or they just didn't want to get involved. But I have to bring it up because I think it's very unfair to our country. It's very unfair to our taxpayer. And I think that these countries have to step it up, not over a 10-year period, they have to step it up immediately. Germany is a rich country. They talk about they're going to increase it a tiny bit by 2030. Well, they could increase it immediately tomorrow and have no problem. I don't think it's fair to the United States. So we're going to have to do something because we're not going to put up with it. We can't put up with it. And it's inappropriate. So. We have to talk about the billions and billions of dollars that's being paid to the country that we're supposed to be protecting you against. You know, everybody's everybody's talking about it all over the world. They'll say, well, wait a minute, we're supposed to be protecting you from Russia, but why are you paying billions of dollars to Russia for energy? Why are countries in NATO, namely Germany, having a large percentage of their energy needs paid you know, to Russia and, and taken care of by Russia. Now, if you look at it, Germany is a captive of Russia because they supply. They got rid of their coal plants. They got rid of their nuclear. They're getting so much of the oil and gas from Russia. I think it's something that NATO has to look at. I think it's very inappropriate. You and I agree that it's inappropriate. I don't know what you can do about it now, but it certainly doesn't seem to make sense that uh, they pay billions of dollars to Russia and now we have to defend them against Russia. You know, NATO is an alliance of 29 nations, and uh, there are sometimes differences and different views, and also some disagreements. And the uh, gas pipeline uh, uh, from Russia to Germany is one issue where allies uh, disagree. But the strength of NATO is that despite these differences, we have always been able to unite around our core task uh, to protect and defend each other because we understand that we are stronger together than apart. I think that few world wars and the Cold War thought was that uh, we are stronger together than apart. Um, but how can you be together when a country is getting its energy from the person you want protection against or from the group that you want protection against? Because we understand that uh, when we stand together, also when uh, dealing with Russia, we are stronger. I think what we have seen is that. No, you're just making Russia richer. Well, you're not dealing with Russia, you're making Russia richer. Well, I mean, how relevant is all of that to where we are today? It it is so relevant. Oh, but we're we're going to we're going to go in there and we're going to we're going to what? You know, Pompeo put it right. He's on TV tonight. He said it on this program yesterday. Putin's going to 
interrupt Biden's weak response as a green light to invade Ukraine. You know, this minor incursion at this point, it's only going to get bigger. You know, Russian invasion of Ukraine would not be the largest military action since World War II. The Biden White House has been claiming over the last few weeks that this invasion would be the largest operation of its kind. But with 190,000 Russian troops amassed along the Ukraine border, certainly sounds plausible, except there's one big problem. And that would be in 56. Then Soviet Union, the Soviet Union under Nick. Uh, under Nikita Khrushchev, put down the Hungarian Revolution, and Hungary is considerably further away from Russian territory than Ukraine. Whoopsie-daisy. European leaders disagree with Biden over whether Russia has invaded Ukraine because they're dependent on Russia financially because we're not doing our job because the climate change cult alarmists have taken over the entire Democratic Socialist Party. Now, am I saying that we should get involved in any type of war? No, not at all. I'm saying defeat Putin financially, outproduce him with energy, provide our allies all their energy needs, and we'd be great for our economy. It would reduce this record high inflation, and it would be great for foreign policy because guess what? We won't have to care what goes on in the Middle East or the Straits of Hormuz or any other areas of conflict that exist in the world. Germany, a little late, they suspended the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, but where are they going to get their energy needs fulfilled from next? Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, George is in Mississippi. George, how are you? Glad you called. I am good. How are you today? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Good. All right. Well, uh, just a couple of things uh, real quick. Uh, number one, this uh, bit with Ukraine, I you know, it's obviously one person there that's uh, made this possible. So you said earlier, maybe you should run for president. Do it. Uh, See, George, other- you, you must really not like me. Do you ever see what happens to anybody that runs for president? They get, I, I get the crap beat out of me enough. I mean, you really want to put me in that environment every day? Well, I love my country, you- I'll say that. There you go. Uh, the other thing, though, that I'm you know looking forward to in November, I hope uh, the conservatives obviously take over the Senate and the House. And my question there is, would they have the ability to rescind the impeachments against Trump? Would, would they have the chance to rescind them? I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. I don't know. I don't think so, because I think it's he was impeached. So do you, do you get to have another Congress overturn that? I, not that I know of. Is it possible? I have no. I, I don't. To me, it's irrelevant. I think they'd impeach well, Trump because they didn't yeah. like the way he eats a hamburger. So it's, to me, that it was all of it's irrelevant. Well, I mean, everything that was put forward there was just politically put together, and it just wasn't fair, and it wasn't true. A lot of it. So I think you might have an ability to change the post presidency impeachment attempt of the Democrats. I, I, I wonder about the constitutionality of that. Right. I will say this is I, I think if you look at every attack that Donald Trump is under right now, for example, Georgia is investigating Donald Trump. Uh, New York is investigating Donald Trump. The January 6th yeah. committee, you know, it's interesting. They're going to bring in, I guess, national the National Guard for you know, if the trucker's convoy makes it to D.C., 
Donald Trump had authorized, according to Mark Meadows, Cash Patel, and, and President Trump himself on January 4th, calling up up to 20,000 troops uh, as required by law. Then, of course, then the chain of command went to Nancy Pelosi, whose charge it is to secure the Capitol, and right. Muriel Bowser, whose jurisdiction it is in, and they both yeah. rejected what Donald Trump offered them. Had they oh, taken the 20,000 yeah. troops and brought them in as the Capitol Police Chief begged for six separate times, then January 6th never would have happened. It's interesting that uh, there's no interest in that committee to bring in Nancy Pelosi or Muriel Bowser or the Sergeant of Arms or the Capitol Police Chief uh, and have them answer questions as to why didn't you call up the guard? You knew you knew what had happened the previous summer. You knew how big the crowds were. You knew they were going to march to the Capitol. You knew the president had authorized the troops. Why? You know, there's always going to be bad actors in any large crowd like that. You knew tensions in the country were high. You know, but according to the chairman, the chairman said, no, Nancy Pelosi is off limits. As you know, uh, the speaker, she made a major decision. Uh, are Speaker Pelosi's decisions on and ahead of January 6th, do you believe that would also be fair game for Republicans uh, uh, if they join this committee to investigate? Well, no, I, I don't, Wolf. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's let's crack the heads of the peaceful. The real peaceful protesters were in Canada and they were, you know, they were the they were the truckers and they got their heads cracked. And, you know, the little wannabe Putin dictator himself, little Justin, you know, keeps his emergency powers. Rand Paul is right. We better pay attention to this um, because I can guarantee you there are many socialist Democrats that want that power here. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. Full coverage of Joe's pathetic response to Vladimir and uh, the invasion of Ukraine and how far this goes. Jennifer Griffin uh, reporting. Lucas Tomlinson is in Ukraine. Uh, we'll get reaction from Rick Perry on the energy uh, side of this. Mike Pompeo tonight. Tammy Bruce, Caitlin Jenner, Pam Bondi, Senator Scott, much more. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.